Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 97 of The Informed Catholic. We're going to do the readings for uh, the Wednesday first week of Advent. So let's uh, begin with an act of contrition. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Amen. So, um, before we uh, go any further, <clears throat> it's interesting. I was listening to Michael Voris earlier today, and uh, he made a mention, you know, about James Martin, and um, and he talked about how, uh, you know, since of course since the Advent is is upon us again, and um, he mentioned how James Martin twisted the words. He avoided the words of St. Paul from the Romans uh, about, um, I believe it was the Romans. Well, I want to make sure that the hours are finally upon us. I just want to make sure I get it right. Um, you know, how he he um, left out the part about, you know, keeping away from sin. Which is the, uh, hold on, conveniently on his part, really. Um, you know, how he, um, yeah, it was Romans. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 to 14. And, you know, so he, he basically is twisting it because he, he's always twisting everything to a homosexual theme. He's always twisting, trying to promote his homosexual agenda. And just like I read, you know, now you have these, these uh, Protestant ministers, one in the Anglican church who twisted the crucifixion of our Lord and his sacred and holy sacrifice to, to a homosexual agenda to a uh, homoerotic agenda. And we have to remember that heresy gets recycled. It's not, there's no such a new uh, thing as a new heresy. It just comes back in a new package. But the whole purpose of heresy is to conform Christ to 
the world. Instead of conforming the world and the individual's people to Christ to repent of their sin. For for someone like James Martin, who is obviously constantly obsessed with homosexuality. I mean, basically, come on, this guy is living a good life in the church, right? He's eating, drinking, he's traveling, he's guests, he's, he's appearing on programs, he's giving talks. Um, you know, he's living off the church. He's living off the people of God, the people of Christ. And there are others like him. They, you know, heresy always is from the top. The history of heresy has always been from the top down. Always clerics, elitists, always, always somehow, some way, these people who never repented, never really gave themselves to Christ, never surrendered their sins to him, gave their sin to Christ and so that Christ can change them, gave their weaknesses, their temptations to him. That's always been a problem. They can't do that. And it, and it becomes, like Jesus said, you love one or hate the other. You'll cling on to one and you'll despise the other. Can't love both. You can't love manna in God. And manna can stand just not just for money, but for your sins. So, be on the lookout for people like this. Be on the lookout for them. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. Just like you can't have a normal life with a, with, with a, a drug addiction. You can't, you know, you can't be a father, a husband, and live a lie. You can't. You have to love Christ. You have to, you have to give him everything. You can't hold anything back. It's impossible. There is no, there, no there's no, there's no way of hiding a lie. You can't have a, a secret wife or a lover or be a, a secret homosexual and then pretend to be a family man and think you can hide it from all. I mean, sooner or later, the truth is going to come out. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the reading. Okay, so uh, our first reading is from Isaiah, the, pro the book of the prophet Isaiah, 25, chapter 25, 6 to 10. The Lord invites us to his feast and will wipe away the tears from all faces. All right. On the mountain of the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God to whom we looked, 
whom we look to save us. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. Okay, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is a beautiful, a beautiful um, theme. He will save us. He will save us. We will rejoice and be glad. The images, first it starts off with uh, rich food, choice rich food. That's a metaphor for the sacraments. That's the metaphor for the benefit of, because um, remember how Christ often referred to himself as the, that his flesh is true food and his blood is true drink. And, you know, it's, it's basically pointing to the richness and joy, the, the, um, the joy and the health, the spiritual health that our souls will be fed because it goes, it goes right away to pointing out how the, the Christian, the life, the, the benefits of living in, 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 in the Lord because the, the language is is quite clear on this mountain the Lord of hosts will provide for all people a feast of rich food and choice wines juicy rich food and pure choice wines on this mountain he will destroy the veil that veils all people. So think about it. It goes from rich food to a veil that veils all people. What is that veil? It's sin. It's the captivity to sin that, that, that darkens our eyes, that prevents us from seeing the truth, from knowing the truth, from seeing our actions. Uh, people, when they're, when they're stuck into their sin, when they're trapped in their sin, when they're trapped into their, their lusts, they can't think of anything but their lust and, and their, and their sinful behavior. It's a veil. It's, it's, it's almost like a blur. They're in another world. We, we are all like that it happens to all of us. You know, it's like being addicted to drugs or addicted to alcohol or, or, um, just just in a, in in a lost state i mean think about how henry the eighth or 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 other people they're stuck in their passions their lusts they can't see anything they can't you can't talk with them you can't reason with them they give you a look like they're far away they're totally in a different world a different dimension and and they and they and they look at you as though you're the one that's crazy it happens to all of us so and it goes on here, of the veil that, of, on the veil that veils all people, the web that is woven over all nations, the web that is woven over all nations, like a spider's web. A spider's web is kind of like a, it's always had the reputation of being a trickster, always a, a reputation of, of being evil. Okay. Uh, and he will destroy death forever. 
okay? He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of all, uh, the reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we looked to save us. This is the Lord for whom he, he, we, looked, uh, we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us, for the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful, and, and it's something we need to meditate on. This is the, the whole point here of this Advent is to be saved, that God is our Savior, that Christ is our Savior. He will save us, and he will remove the deception. He will remove the veil. He will remove the the thing that holds us captive, the spider's web that holds us captive, that's woven over us by the by Satan, the devil. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from our faces. It's, you know, and, it, and Christ repeats this in the book of Revelation. It's beautiful. All right, let's move on. All right, so Psalm 23. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He guides me in the, in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff, that gives me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful psalm. It's one of the most popular psalms, probably one of the most popular psalms, if not the most popular psalm. And it definitely speaks of Christ as the good shepherd. It's a very sacramental psalm. It's, it, you know... He shall, you spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. How much more sacramental can you get, right? It speaks of Christ. The Psalms, all the scriptures, even the Psalms speak of Christ. You remember in uh, Gospel Luke, the two men going on the road to Emmaus, and the figure of Jesus comes to them except they don't know it's Jesus. And as they're walking and talking with him, he opens the scriptures and he explains the scriptures. Th through Moses, 
the prophets and the Psalms. And he explains everything. So it's beautiful. Let's move on. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. Behold, the Lord comes to save his people. Blessed are those prepared to meet him. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 15, 29 to 37. Jesus heals many and multiplied, multiplies the bread. And for a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with, with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he looked to the seven. Then he took the seven loaves, and the fish gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, here we have uh, a complete um, fulfillment of we saw what we see in Isaiah, the part where the Lord will feed the people, and you know He give the with the bread, the seven loaves. The seven loaves are a picture of the seven sacraments. I mean, the, the seven fish, I believe, right? <laughs> I should correct myself. But, yeah, seven lobes. It's It actually says seven lobes and a few fish, which you can figure as two fish. And this one. Um, and the other one, I think, is five lobes and two fish, I think. The first, uh, it's basically referring to the five books of Moses. And two fish, I think. But here it's seven lobes, which is referring, making a reference to the number seven, which is the number of perfection and the seven days of the week. And this is basically showing that Christ himself is the one who he, he takes away sin, but he can also take away the the physical effects of sin, the deformity, the blind, the, the sick, uh, the lame, um, you know, and they all glorified the God of Israel. They all glorified the God of Israel out of, out of love because 
he did this for them and he fed them. He physically healed them and he also physically fed them, but also he healed their soul. He healed their soul. He also healed their soul by his words, by his presence, by his power, by his grace. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, here, they all came. Um, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, went up the mountain and sat down. And all the crowds, the great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet. They offered the, they offered these sick people like a sacrifice, an offering at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. God, Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days. A picture of the three days he's in a tomb, and they have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves. Here it, it focuses on the loaves, the seven loaves. And the fish he gave thanks, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples who in turn gave them to the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied and they picked up the fragments left over seven baskets full, seven baskets full focusing on the seven sacraments of the church and the seven days of the week and the power of God. The sanctif uh, seven is a, is a number of sanctification. We have seven sacraments. So it, this is how, you know, we are to live our lives. Basically, we offer ourselves up. If we have sicknesses and diseases, we give them up to Jesus as a sacrifice. We give our entire lives, even when it's healthy or sick, we offer it up as a sacrifice. We offer everything up. Our life comes from God and our life goes back to God. Even if we're diseased and sick and lame, we give it back to him and we give him thanks for the life we have. All right, I'm going to um, now do the readings because there's an alternate reading for tomorrow. And it's the, because tomorrow is also the feast day of St. Andrew. Okay, the entrance antiphon is from Matthew chapter 4, verse eight, uh, 18 and 19. Beside the Sea of Galilee, the Lord saw two brothers, Peter and Andrew. And he said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. We humbly implore your majesty, O Lord, just as they, the blessed apostle Andrew was uh, for, for your church, a preacher and a pastor, so he may be for us a constant intercessor before you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Okay, the first reading is going to be from Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 18. Thus faith comes from what is heard, 
and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is uh, justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says no one who believes in him will be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of Lord of all, enriching all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear they can hear without someone someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. But not everyone has he has heeded the good news. For Isaiah says, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what? Was heard from us. Thus, Faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the, the word of Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Certainly they did, for their for their voice has gone forth. For for okay, their voice has gone forth to all the earth, and the words to the ends of the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Psalm nineteen. The judgment of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. I'm going to combine them, say it as one, okay? The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. The judgments of the Lord are true, all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. They are more precious than gold. Than a heap of purest gold, sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. The voice, um, the judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and true. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. Come after me, says the Lord, and I will make you fishers of men. Alleluia, alleluia. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Okay, and uh, here the gospel reading is chapter Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net 
into the sea. They were fishermen. And he said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked, he walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, it's true. How are people going to he, going to know about who Jesus is if we don't talk about it? If we don't if we don't talk about who Christ is, sure people don't want to hear preaching and they don't want to hear religious language. But the problem is, I think, is because we've we've somehow lost we've lost that ability in knowing how to talk to them. And the thing is, we. Here's the thing. We can't just talk to them about something they don't know. You can't just bring a Bible. If someone never has bothered to pick up a Bible in their entire life or had a bad experience with religion, because as, as the catechism said, it's usually sometimes the scandal of the bad behavior of believers. And boy, do we know that's true. But from family members who maybe um, scandalize the faith to being scandalized by the faith by, by religious people in the church from nuns, brothers, priests, or some sexual abuse scandal where it scandalized the faith, where Christ was scandalized by a bishop or a priest or someone. So how do you talk to someone how do you talk to someone like that? That's the problem. You have to learn how to. Um, I don't think in this in those words can you talk about it. But you can live it. You can present the gospel to them by living it. By they can see that you are a religious person. You are someone um, who lives the faith and maybe in a sense you express it you show it by your behavior you show it by your actions you show it by your friendship you show it by winning over their trust and that's basically the only way I can see it can be done you can't do it any other way you can't present the faith to them in any other way by showing them that you live the faith. Okay? I mean, Paul is right. and But sometimes, you know, words are necessary. But this is the thing. How can you, pre how can we present it? All right without disgusting them about, about religion. Because remember, they were scandalized. Some people, yeah, there are people who never heard it, who never bothered to pick up a Bible. And maybe they think they don't have any any trust or any good, good uh, examples or good experiences. But the fact is, you got to prove it by living it. You got to prove it by showing them 
talking about Christ's love is one matter, but actually, but actually showing them Christ's love. Telling someone how much how much Jesus loves them is not gonna is not gonna win them over. It could mean nothing to them. But you have to present it by showing it is a reality. That Jesus is a reality in your life, and you have to show it by example. Like I said, taking out a Bible is not gonna help. It might, it might help. Someone can hear something a thousand times, but guess what's going to happen? You know, it's not going to mean anything. So you have to live it and you have to show them. Okay, that's the best thing I can say about that. I think that's the best thing any of us can do. You know, be an example. Be a, a really a positive example. Show them the reality of Christ in your life. No, reading them is not going to help. Just show it to them. You have to show them that Jesus is real. Okay, uh, I'm going to end it with the Our Father here. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Okay, so thank you, and uh, I'll be back soon with another, you know, it's a tough time that uh, we're going through. I'm a little exhausted because of the day, but I'm happy to do this, and I'm happy to share this time with you guys. So God bless, and uh, I'll be back again with another one. I'm going to try to see if I can do all four weeks straight to Christmas, uh, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. So God bless.